What's going on, people? Welcome to Drama Free Gaming. It is what it says, and it says what it is. And you already heard Jay. He's already all wild up and talking with Hanyo in the background. So we're going to jump right into it. Welcome to DFJ Podcast 41. Let me slow down because I was like mumbling, jumbling all over my words, but... I'm just uh I'm just excited. I like I've been holding a lot back pre-show. I was talking with Hanyo about some stuff and I'm just like ready to go. So podcast number 41 here for the end of 2020. And today we're going to be uh talking, chatting as always about what we're playing and stuff that's going on, but primarily the main focus, if we can stay focused, Jay. It's predictions this? for 2021. Here we go. We, <laughs> we got to start. We got to end 2020 with y'all jumping on me. Is that how we're going to start? That's just, that's just the trademark of the show. That's just Is how it goes. What we got to do. I already got to get hype and busted on already. You know what? It's all good. I love y'all too. Well, I guess that we'll, we'll count yeah. that as your introduction, right? Can we do that? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take oh, it. Jay. All right, so Jay's in the house as always. Jay, I just got to say right off the top of the show, you know, it's it's the end of the year. People get sentimental, and uh, even though I've been accused of having no heart and, you know, wow. I think people are right about that to a certain degree, uh, I do appreciate you. Thank you for being here, for making things uh, interesting, lively, and uh, it's just it's always just a better conversation when you're not just talking to yourself, right? So... <laughs> You know, uh, well, uh, I want to say, I'll, you know, I appreciate the thanks. And brother, you have a heart. It may be a little stony to some, but, you know, people don't understand you. That's why they say those things. But I understand you. The I gamer family that. understands you. I, I we all that. love you. I so, you know, well, I don't know about everybody loving me. I don't want nobody like loving me like that, like being fake about it. But anyways, we'll talk more about that as we go on. <laughs> Get his brother some fake love, y'all. Yeah, we we just we just gonna move on from there and get all kumbaya on me. But uh, anyways, we also got with us uh, Henyo, who's ready to explode. Henyo, what's up? Talk to these people. <clears throat> what's up, everybody? Over here, barely made this show, but I'm here. Barely made Glad this show. Yeah, yeah. When I told that brother Hold we on. were like on and whatever, he's like, "Great, I'll be home in 20 minutes." So, <laughs> hold on, hold on. What Henio didn't mention, y'all, is that brother sitting over there eating some shrimp, sucking oh, on really? an apple teeny. Really? Right. He said, and, 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 and quote his words, I'm living my best life. Wow. wow. <laughs> he ain't sharing none of that with me on the pre show. I don't know about that. So. <laughs> that wow. part was almost late. I had to run out to get some cocktail sauce. Wow. Look at this. Wow. <laughs> living it up. <laughs> I don't even have like chips or nothing near me, man. I'm just like, I'm gonna have this to rough it this episode. This brother had to go get some sauce to get sauced. I mean, mm. come on now. Wow, wow, wow. Well, anyways, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, obviously it's here on Drama Free Gaming. Again, appreciate you being here. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, it's all good. Uh, I think we up to like 365 uh subscribers at this point and i know that there's plenty of you guys out there that are actually listening to this uh either after the fact you're on youtube at drama free gaming or you're actually catching the audio i see the numbers and it's encouraging to see 
that uh, people are actually enjoying the content and coming back. And uh, that's all good. As always, we do this for fun and uh, just your average Joes, average gamers. It's, I never tire of saying that because it's true. It's who we are. It's what we do. And um, and we're just here just sharing this time. But uh, yeah, like we said earlier, 2020 is on its last two days. Actually, tomorrow's the 31st at the time of recording this. It's the 30th of December 2020. And uh, Jay, I think this is the first time that we've done a 20 anything, a 2021 predictions podcast, right? Yeah, this is the uh, first time that we've sat down and did something like this. You are correct. Yeah, because I don't uh, I don't recall us doing this at any other time. And I'm just I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to go and throw out our predictions and see what's going on in, in our heads. And what do we think is coming up but uh before that as always i like to uh talk about actual gaming what have we been playing and jay i'm gonna throw that one at you first what have you been playing lately so for christmas i got an arcade one-up machine nice and and it was given to me by my mom and i got x-men versus street fighter Okay. It also has Marvel versus Capcom, X Men: Children of the Atom, and uh, yeah. And my uh, my youngest son, you know, he's like, "Dad, I want to play." So you know, I let him get down. And this is how you realize, and this is how I realize how long I've been in gaming. Mm. He asked me straight up, like, "Dad, when did this game come out?" And I looked at him and I tilted my head. I was like, "Son, this game came out in '96." And that and, and it caught my breath for a second. I was like, wait, 96? I was 17. Mm. In 1996, X-Men versus Street Fighter and that of the sort was coming out. And at 17 years old, I remember playing these games. And I've been rocking it out because you can also play it online. And man, nice. the nostalgia is. I recommend, guys, I was skeptical on the arcade one-ups, but uh, I will give it the thumbs up seal of approval. Find one you want and grab it. It is fantastic. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So you've been putting some time in. You said you can go online with that? Yeah. Um, they got one, NBA Jam. It's actually online. Okay. Uh, yeah, you just build it. It has built-in a built-in Wi-Fi connection. And then you uh, send it your email address, and then it sends you a code. You type in the code, bam, you're online. What? And then you just search for a game. Wow, cool, cool, and there's people yeah, out there playing, huh? Yeah, people be rocking out, man, and it's it's amazing the arcade feel and nostalgia that you have, and the comfortability of your own home. Look, I, I'm fine with consoles, but I I came up in arcades, mm. so it, it it's it just just gives me something, and I just look at, and I'm just like, yo, you know, and I had to thank my mom, and you know, as she just wanted to do it for me, and then I thank her very much. So that's what I've been rocking out. That's cool. Shit. That I, I, saw cool. The, I saw one of those um, arcade boxes with Star Wars, the, the original Star Wars one, the, the the what you call it, the polygon one. Really? That is yeah. all just lines and stuff like that. I've seen that. I'm like, wow, this is a yeah, they, pretty cool. Uh, Outrun, Burger Time, and Altered Beast are the next ones that are coming. Mm-hmm. 
but like are you married to that game onto that um uh stand could you put in different games or are you just uh are you um, just you know if you want a different game you got to buy a different uh booth yeah but since oh, cabinet, you know cabinet, I believe cabinet, you call it. yeah but since you are like since you're more of a whiz you can get a uh you can get a retro pie Mm-hmm. And rewire it to run anything you want. Nice, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, if you really want to go down that customability of it, you can do whatever you want, so long as you're willing to put in the time and the money. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people do that. Get a get a retro pie, and then get the um, the emulators and the ROMs. Yeah. You know, their backup ROMs and whatever, and just you know, like like uh, Jay was just saying, putting a little bit of time, a little bit of ingenuity. And just uh, setting it up that way, you can do it that way. Or you could even stick a PC back there. <laughs> just you yep. click it into your monitor or whatever, and then just run it that way. So, yeah, yep. So you know, what about you, Henio? What's got you on the button clicks lately? <sighs> I I actually got Cyberpunk for Christmas nice. along with a Kishi, so I was happy with my Christmas gifts. Um, but I've been rocking out on Cyberpunk, and I I I. I installed it. I came out. I, I was able to uh, include patch 106 on the PC, so that's where I'm entering in. So I I don't know how much I've I've, I've missed suffering with anything really bad, but um, the game's been pretty playable for me. There's a couple of nuances on my side, but you know nothing that I could oversee that I could that I know could they could get past this. So um, I'm having a great time with Cyberpunk. They just you know need to tighten up the game in my book. Yeah, I got a bunch of questions and and we're going to talk about uh, some cyberpunk because, you know, it's it's the hot topic again at the time of this recording. And um, I'm curious to to hear what Henio has to say, because he is playing it on PC, as he mentioned. And um, we had a nice little pre-show talk about it. But uh, anything else that you've been uh, attracted to playing uh, recently, Henio, or is it pretty much cyberpunk at this point? Uh, you know, the Holy Trinity for me right now is, you know, MLB The Show, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Flight Simulator, which has stabilized substantially. I'm, I'm able to, I'm actually, right now, I just recently landed in Charlotte. So I've been making, I've been, I've, I've been state hopping. So I started out in New York, uh, made a pit stop in Baltimore, uh, then went over to, after Baltimore, I went to, uh, what is it? Washington D.C. Uh, from Washington D.C., I came over to uh, uh, to Charlotte, and it's just been beautiful flying, beautiful skies. You know, so I'm very happy with the flight simulations. Uh, they 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 gave away some free stuff over the holidays. Nice. They discounted some stuff. The game is very stable at this point. Um, it's just missing a couple of key features, like helicopter would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just some more adventures. They give you some challenges and stuff like that, but it could definitely use some adventures. It would be cool. Uh, and so, the, and the, and I mentioned the Holy Trinity. The third game being whatever pops up on my radar. I was playing The Witcher, um, but uh, Cyberpunk has just overtaken me, and mm. and uh, so I put uh, The Witcher to the side. Yeah, nice. For the sake of uh, Cyberpunk, believe yeah. it or not, two two CD PR games. Um, one that you know, speaks for itself and the other one that everyone is speaking about. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and from, I'm walking in on Witcher on like the golden, what, what is it called? The, the deluxe edition. Yeah. The final version yeah. of the game. Game of the year. Which they even actually, 
Right, the Gotti mm-hmm. version. So I'm walking in on on The Witcher as an unbroken state. <laughs> I never right. saw it in its ugly version. I right. never got to see the first, you know, patch. You know, so I don't know what I missed, <laughs> but mm-hmm. the game was it's pretty cool, and I was enjoying it. But, um, you know, I just got into Cyberpunk, and I haven't been able to nice jump off. I've been playing at least three hours a day. Nice. And I'm and I'm and I'm going to say this before I mention mine and we come back to the topic here of a cyberpunk, because I think I think even Jay might want to have some some questions and and comments on this as well. But, uh, you know, what you just said is golden. You should we should bookmark this right here that you're coming in on a game, The Witcher 3, created by CD Projekt Red when it's in its gaudy form you know game of the year i mean the game is even running on the switch okay and it's a game that is renowned it's one of the best games of maybe all of 2020 um that's just how good the game is but that's not how the game launched and a lot of people can attest to it that were there in the beginning but that was then this is now and here we go again with uh, CD Projekt Red not making any excuses for some of the things that were done, but there's a game that definitely should have been postponed and at least on console should not have been released in the state that it was. But they're working on it and there's patches coming like every single or every other day from what I understand, but we'll get we'll get to that here in a moment. Jay, did you want to add anything else as far as like what you're gaming? Um, well, since we all added a little something, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've been playing Hyrule Warriors Calamity Two on the Switch, and cool. it is fantastic. Cool, cool, cool. You know, I just started uh, picking up the Switch again. I was like, it's kind of sat there, gathered a little dust, so I knocked it off and started playing some Hyrule Warriors, and it's it's pretty dope. If you like uh, Dynasty Warriors. And you like Zelda? Definitely, a I definitely give it a recommendation if you have a Switch and want something to play. Oh, I know my sons would agree with you one hundred percent because they like that Hyrule Warrior type Dynasty Warrior game and stuff. I like Zelda, but not Dynasty Warrior, so I'm not interested. <laughs> but to yeah, you, know, you are who you are, brother. Yeah, There's yeah, no denying. Yeah. Well, let me show what I've been playing. I've been playing. Uh, well. For Christmas, um, I was able to find the Mario Kart Live uh, circuit, the carts, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, purchased one for my oldest son, who's a big Nintendo head. I purchased him Mario. I got me Luigi, and we were messing with that like all Christmas Day, just doing different uh, layouts and tracks in the house and. Um, and racing and let me tell you it's a lot of fun and it's and it looks really good um it's something you have to experience like you have to play it in order to to really realize how much fun it is you definitely have to have a good internet connection but um really it went off without um any real glitches or stuttering or anything like that and the way that Nintendo has actually incorporated like that kind of like that uh not virtual reality like the augmented reality that's something that i like personally um over virtual reality um and i hope 
that Nintendo and other companies follow suit as far as like uh, augmented reality. I would I would love to see more gaming in the augmented reality space. So but that that's something I got for Christmas. And I've also been playing um, Immortal uh, Phoenix Rising, the Ubisoft game. Yeah, I've, I've been playing that. I've been playing that pretty hard and I'm surprised how how pretty the game looks and how much fun it is to explore that world. They really just kind of like cut loose. It's an Ubisoft game, so you're still going to find, you know, the Ubisoft elements in there. But um, it's fun. It's fun. The combat is satisfying. Uh, the character progression is satisfying. The humor is like on the nose. It's hit and miss. Sometimes it's like you'll get a giggle. Sometimes you're like, okay, that's corny. Um, but hey, I got it with Bing points, so I only paid five bucks for the game, and it was already on you know discount. Um, and I can't complain. It was that. It was between that and Watchdog Legions, but I've never been a Watchdogs kind of like fan since the first one kind of like let me down. So I decided to go with Immortal Phoenix Rising and uh, good game, lots of fun. You'll you'll get you'll get some serious game time out of that if you're uh, if you're interested. But I would definitely buy the game on discount. I wouldn't pay full price for mm -hmm. that game. Fair I love enough. discount. I love discount. Yeah, yeah. No, we know. We know. Well, I saw that it went, what, it was like 30% off or something over the holidays. So a $60 game was down to like $40, I think. It was $40. 30, was it $35.99 or something like that? It was, I think Watch Dogs was $35.99 and Immortal Phoenix Rising was like $41. Bucks. Mm, and I had... Bad. I had a thirty-five dollar, uh, you know, uh, coupon redeemable from from my Bing points that I collect, and I said I can either get Watchdogs and pay nothing, or five more bucks and I can actually uh, get Immortal Phoenix Rising, and I just went with Immortal, um, and right. I don't regret it. I think it's I think it's really good. It's a it's a lot of fun for what it is. It's just one of those, for me, it's just one of those mess mess around games, um, you know. But so far, I, so far I've put on enough. Wow, how much time am I put into that game? I'm I must have already played that game maybe over 15, 16 hours. Oh, so, so you're just scratching the surface. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I've unlocked a lot of stuff, but but I mean, I spend like one whole day playing it, like eight hours straight or something. Um, so yeah, so it's it's been it's been pretty good. I'm I, and I'm gonna keep playing it because it it has kept my attention. And uh, oh, and I finished um, the last campfire, which I personally recommend if you just want to play a real chill puzzle game. I think I was uh, when we streamed the last time on the podcast, the gameplay in the background was actually from the last campfire. And it's a pretty straightforward game, little small indie game. Uh, I enjoyed it. I 100 percent completed and it was good. It was good for what it was. So so that's what, so we're what you got for so what do we got today well let's talk a little bit about this cyberpunk let's come back to it and because i have some questions for uh for Hanyo, and then we're going to get into our predictions here for 2021 but uh Hanyo, 
you're playing on a PC, and just for clarity's sake, the specs on your PC, you you were able to get a hold of one of the new RTX cards, right? You're playing on a 3070? I'm playing on a 3070, i7, uh, uh, 3.6 gigahertz. 32 megs, uh, 32 gigs of memory, and uh, it's running on an S. Is it? I want to say it's on the NVMe card. Okay. So, okay. Uh, tricked it out. And so, uh, and it's, I'm I'm running it on ultra, uh, ultra settings at uh, 21. What is it? 2140 by 1440. Okay, so 2K. So, you running on 2K, yeah. right? At least, yeah. 1440. And, uh, it, it looks good. It looks mm. good. I haven't run into bad uh, lag. Nothing that I could, you know, go. Oh, what is this? Um, so the game's pretty been pretty fluid for me, um, with the exception of some of the NPC stuff that's happening, the shenanigans. <laughs> and NPCs is always the the wild card in a video game because I think it's the the one piece that they kind of they automate and they don't really pay close attention to. So you know, it's it's to me, it's like the 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 one thing that could you know throw a glitch into things <laughs> you know normally you know when you when you have a, a game that you have a storyline to you, you you make sure that works that you know that that portion works but with with stuff that you kind of autom that's automated or you know run scripted you know those are the, the wild cards that that almost go unchecked because there's so much of it you know so right. and and that would be like walking through a wall somewhere in in a, in a distance you know somewhere where you shouldn't be in the game <laughs> Or, or running into a character that you know really shouldn't be dealing with, but um, that that was that to me seems to be like the one weak link right now in the game, the NPC characters. Um, I don't feel like uh, like it, it doesn't feel like when I played Oblivion, I felt like whichever character I interacted with, even if it was an NPC, it it, it meant something. Like okay, that was a conversation, or that was an excuse me moment. Um, but with these characters in this game, it just felt like. It, it, there was no, there was no attachment to the game to it. Like it just felt really NPC-ish, almost. Like the, it really felt robotic and just nothing, nothing to it, nothing in depth about that that NPC. So you're talking about just like if you were like walking down the street or something, and you yeah. bump into a character or you start a conversation with a character, like yeah. they're not. What do you mean? Like they're not grounded in the game. Like there's not really meaningful. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of NPCs floating around through the world, which kind of makes it look busy. But um, it's almost like, do they need to be there, or well, not even not to need to be there, but it's like your interactions with them. For example, in in GTA, I think GTA does this really well. If you if you bump into a character or you run into a character or you stop to talk to a character, you get a relevant reaction, right? Uh, but with these characters, it's it's almost like monotonish. It's almost like, you know, it's, it's not a deep, you know, nothing deep. I mean, you, you, you know, you try to talk to them and you figure out, okay, this is just, you know, not a conversation type of NPC. It's just like, Hey, watch your back or, you know, that type of stuff. Okay. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't feel relevant to what's happening. You know, like you, you know, whether you bump into them or you stop to talk to them, it just doesn't feel like it's relevant. Like it's, it's part of the, okay. You know, that was supposed to be your reaction. If I, if I try to walk through you, you know, it, it doesn't, you don't feel that. 
So every so so every response is like a like a hostile response, like like they're just yeah, ready yeah. to throw down with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, uh, you're you're in an arcade and someone's leaning up against the wall, and you 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 kind of like you know you walk up to them and you you press talk, and they'll give you like a one line you know response that is just like what well, what I do to deserve that? All I wanted to do was mm. talk to you. You okay. know, not that it's I don't, I don't know. It's just usually one liners that really don't fit the the moment you know like they could just you know just you know they could either dismiss me or you know engage in a conversation but it just doesn't feel like anything like that it just feels like something far off it's like what right what did you just say <laughs> why so did you say that <laughs> so it almost sounds like in your opinion it almost sounds like it would have rather been better that the npcs just you kind of didn't have that interaction with them to just you know yeah. they they better serve the purpose of of giving kind of like that busyness to the world, like the world right. is alive and is populated and things are happening, but ain't nobody got time to really talk to you. <laughs> you know, that would have <laughs> probably been better. The, the minute you either talk to them or bump into them, you know, it's just it takes away from the game. Gotcha. I don't know how to describe it any better. It just is like, oh, I should have not stopped talking to you or gotcha. bump into you and, you know. God forbid you should hit them with your car. I think all hell breaks loose. Gotcha. Um, okay, I, I got an example. If if you whip out a gun in the middle of nowhere, you know most reaction would to be, you know, to duck or to to run. Right. Um. There's instances in which you whip out your gun and they just like you know they'll duck and they'll just stay there mm-hmm. and then you put away your gun and walk away and or you know walk away from the from the area and they're still ducked down like. Like that's they're stuck in that moment and it kind of takes away from the immersion because, you know, they didn't try to run away or they, you know, they didn't go back to their automation to, you know, back to their script of of walking about. Right, right, right. Right. I know I know in the pre-show we talked about also like you also notice and, and it's not just that we're picking on this game, but we've seen it in other games as well where. If you are interacting with a character, let's say in the storyline or something, and you have to like challenge them to some sort of, you know, fight or something that you would think that they would remain fully engaged until that's resolved. But you found that there's still that invisible boundary or invisible walls, you know, when you was uh, interacting with some of those scenes, I explained that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You could call, yeah. It's like a boundary. It's like an arena almost in which you know the 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 the, the your enemy character um kind of sees the line and it's like I can't get past this. Mm. It's almost like you know it, it it knows I can't get past this, and you could like easily duck around the corner or even just pull back past that that little uh, area there that boundary. And they won't really come after you, even if they're trying to attack you. Like even if they're chasing you, once they reach that line right there, the attack finishes, and they'll just you know, they'll just either go back to where they came from or try to attack you again once you enter that that arena, so to speak. Mm, um, so in that respect, you know, it's like you learn that quick. You know, <laughs> it's like oh, I could do this. Oh, right. you know, before you know, or in in newer games, you kind of see them chasing you. Um, even if even if you leave the area, you know I think the division did this pretty good in which, you know they don't stop coming after you, mm-hmm. um, and and you don't feel that with this you know game. I mean, there are parts of this game that are really well done that you kind of you 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 know you're 
you're in, you know, you're getting into it and, you know, your conversations with certain characters when the storyline is developing. And that's, I think that's where the meat is. You know, that's where you really see the, the game really shine when you're in that um, path of, of the main storyline. But it, when you start stepping away from those, I think that's when it, the game kind of loses its its shine and it it kind of feels a little dumbed down, you know? Mm, okay. And that was, that was, that's what I've been experiencing so far. But I mean, as far as the game mechanics and what you can do to develop your character, I'm really feeling, I'm really enjoying, I'm really getting into. Um, and the main storyline seems like a decent one that I'm following and I'm getting into. Um, but again, it comes down to when the action starts, you know, what happens in there. It's, it's when you start you know, oh boy, this is going to be a dumb fight. Right, right, <laughs> so right. <to> speak. <laughs> you Jay, know, like, uh, you yeah, want to say yeah, anything it's, in it's, there, Jay? Just jump in there. Uh, see, I've been listening to the whole conversation, taking a little bit of notes. Henio, mm-hmm. uh, since you basically have gotten to, you know, gotten to get your hands on the game, got to really get into the meat of it, in your opinion, Thus far, what do you think the game most needs at its present state? <clears throat> it, it needs. <laughs> I, I want to. It doesn't need. It doesn't need a lot. It needs. It needs tightening of of some of the the the, the automation, the scripting, and stuff like that. Um, but then again, it's like I don't think they were. You know, like it's. It's something that they could just fix easily, you know, because again, it's it's automated. It's a script, so there are boundaries to those scripts. You know, you can't sort of let it fly. And I think that's where they're gonna find difficulty trying to fix the game, so to speak. Um, yeah, yeah, they could they could stop an NPC from walking through a wall, but still, that that NPC is, you know, there's not much behind it, you know. Yeah. So, how far have you gotten into The Witcher? Um, I actually, I had just uh, arrived into the second, you know, the, you know, you got your initial, uh, level, you know, with introductory level, and then you, you make it past to the, to the, I guess I forgot the name of the land. Um, but you know, you just met, you know, you got to the second board, I guess is, is what it's called. I'm <laughs> the witcher. I don't remember the, 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 the land that I was in. Yeah. That introductory um, area where you like defeat the griffin. Right, and then I the world really that. opens yeah. up. Yeah. So, right, exactly. So, so my my point with all that is when you're playing The Witcher and you're playing a completed, an absolute completed work of CD Projekt Red, now take a look at Cyberpunk, and this is them in the future, and they're about to build a game better than The Witcher. I hope looking at The Witcher and looking at CD Projekt Red, I hope you can see some kind of excitement for the future of cyberpunk if you see if you understand what i'm saying yeah i mean as far as the storyline of it yeah i could see i could see that that resiliency in the game like it looks really good and you know some of the storyline that's unfolding and and some of the modifications you can make to your character i'm i'm feeling that i'm feeling that but it just feels like the world around it is dumb it's too dumb you understand uh, i you know i like i like playing games like far cry and you know uh, oblivion and What's some of these other, you know, like, you know, games in which you deal with a lot of NPCs and and sometimes, you know, they're really good and sometimes they're really bad. 
Um, but I think these are some of the worst NPCs that I've I've come across that were just like really dumb. <laughs> yeah, it goes. Like, it, 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 if you're gonna have so many of them, don't at least don't don't have an option to interact with them. You know, if they're gonna yeah. give you a, a one bit line for that. You know, don't don't give the talk option because you 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 walk up to them thinking that they're gonna give you a piece of information, and they really don't. You know, it's almost like they don't even sound like the characters don't the voices don't match the character. Mm. So it, again, it's taken away from the immersion. So it's almost like I've tried not to deal with NPCs at all. You know, and, wow. and, and and hearing you talking, Hanyo, it's interesting. And this is why I'm taking a bit of time to, like, actually um, ask you your experience. You know, you're a grounded gamer. Um, you know, you ain't sponsored by no one. You ain't getting a check or anything to say nice things or bad things or whatever it is. You're just, you know, looking at a game that is getting a lot of attention, for better or worse. And, you know, here are things that sound like it's nitpicking. But it is again, <laughs> the expectations of this game, the hype level of this game from the moment they announced it, I believe in 2013, was it? I mean, the game's been in development uh, for a long time to what uh, it is now. You know, 15. it's like people, people's hype levels. Like we, when are we going to learn that what's announced and then the CGI graphic trailer that they eventually show and even when they showed the e3 uh gameplay there was like a 45 minute you know demo gameplay um that they showed off and people were like wow this game is looking like super amazing it's gonna be groundbreaking it's gonna be this it's gonna be that and here you are talking about well the npcs are just they're there they're fillers it's best in my opinion that they just would have been just silent passive npcs instead of you know or maybe respond to you in a certain way like uh i'm thinking about assassin creed games like when you brush up on somebody they're like oh you know like scared or hey what's going on but you know they're not really interacting they're just making some sounds or whatever it is but they keep it moving yeah and, and this is again. This is maybe something that I'm so used to, in which I, I it's almost uh, I know what to expect from an NPC, and this is definitely subpar. This is yeah. below what what you know should be an NPC. Um, don't don't give me the option to interact to a character to an NPC that's gonna feed me. It's not even a sentence that they give you. You know, it's almost like three or four words of mm-hmm. you know, like, well, it ain't my fault. You know, it's like what? Right. What? I, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> what did that have to do <laughs> with know? anything, right? Yeah, exactly. You, right. you know, you, 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 I don't know. So, well, it's it's you know, legitimate. It's... I think it's legitimate what you're saying because this is an RPG. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not Assassin's Creed where you're just running around and you're like, you know, going after one target and you know you really don't need to get any information from anyone along the way. You know, you, you mark I mean, him on the in, map in, and you go to him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like in, in games like Oblivion, if you bump into like someone, you know, you're going to get a, a response like, out my way, you wanker. And it, right. it'll match kind of the moment, you know, right. but it just doesn't feel like that mm. in this game. So um, I, I forget the point that I, I just wanted to make, but, you know, I, I've been so worried about running into glitches that it's almost like I'm not even worried about the glitches. I'm worried about you know, the interaction of the world that I'm dealing with, you know? Mm-hmm. 
because because after all that's what everyone's complaining about you know the, the, the game is glitchy it's buggy mm-hmm. it's doing this it's doing that but Can I know, make it- maybe it's my build my install my patch my pc that i'm, I'm not running into that as more, I'm, I'm not annoyed by that or i'm running into issues like that more than i'm i'm displeased with the, the level of npcs in the game right okay, uh to that note henio i just want to say on a very good note you have a lot to look forward to because the same complaints people are making now about cyberpunk they did the same thing to the witcher Right, right. So my best advice, you have a great game in your possession and you're going to be one of the few people that can sit back and grow with this game. You'll see the ups, the downs, you know, hey, when they say, hey, we got DLC and a brand new huge patch coming, that'll change the game. And then when you jump in and it changes the whole immersion of it, look at that as a experience of growth. And CD Projekt Red has not let anybody down in that aspect. So, you know, I say stick with it. And and I see myself, I think I could play this game more than once because if I'm not wrong, you could pick, like, not a faction, but you got three different backgrounds of a character. Right, three different roles, you might say. Right, and there's benefits to you having one character over the other that will release, you know, information. So I picked the corporate guy because I'm I'm more of a corporate type of guy. I'm Mm -hmm. not a a street hood. I'm not a, a, nomad. <laughs> a nomad, nomad like a desert so I, rat or something. Yeah, I fell into the column of of corporate, mm-hmm. <laughs> corporate okay. property. So I, took, wow. I related to that one. <laughs> yeah, I related to that one easier. So okay. Um, I I think the game has potential. They just gotta you know clean it up a little bit. I don't know how they're gonna clean up those NPCs though. When I, and you know what? Let me ask you this because I heard you know other. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names or whatever, but, you know, other uh, institutions or whatever, game reviewers and stuff. And one of the things that they were talking about, um, that even though you can pick from the three different classes, right, Uh, the corpo, the nomad and the street hood, you know, street rat, whatever, street kid, um, that each one focuses on, hey, you can go in guns blazing or you can be a hacker or you can be, you know, whatever it is. But they kept saying that their critique of it was um, that no matter how hard you try to go strictly um, silent, you know, sneak around, hack stuff, you know, kind of like uh, what's this game? Um, anyways, I'm not even going to try to Watch remember dogs. it. Was that? Watch Dogs. Watch yeah, like Watch Dogs. Yeah, like Watch Dogs. I wasn't thinking about that game, but yeah, that's a good example that you can just actually complete a mission and not even step foot into the building. That that wasn't really like something they found possible to do with their character. That eventually mm-hmm. they had to turn around and go guns blazing if they were going to mm-hmm. either like enter a place or if they were going to get out of a place. Um, have no. you found that so far um, in your place? I mean, I'm not sure what type of play style you play. If you're more of the uh, sneaking around type or the hacking type or the guns blazing. Yeah, no, um, I, I like to sneak around more than, than gun blazing because I kind of like to see what's, you know, what's ahead of me all the time. So I just don't walk into into stuff like that. But I mean, um, I, I've been able to sneak around and and go into places where 
Um, I wasn't supposed to. I was able to hack into certain areas, which will grant me stuff that allows me to enter other areas. So um, I've tried sneaking onto people. Works fine to me. Um, I've distracted characters to allow me to walk right out of a hostile environment. Nice. So it's worked for me. Um, and I've walked into battles by accident. <laughs> but then again, using using the arena, I was able to, you know, step out of that arena and, and you know, deal with it properly. Mm. Right. So, like, for example, if someone's being mugged, you could decide to step in and, you know, stop what's happening. Mm. Or you could distract the enemies and then, you know, kind of blindside them. So um, I'm still, I'm, honestly, I'm still, I'm still kind of preparing my character for better things. So. Okay. You know, I'm 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 too busy doing side jobs and nothing. You know, I'm I'm not fast forwarding into the storyline too much because only because I want to develop my character. I'm also playing on the third to hardest, so there's four levels of of difficulty. Mm-hmm. I'm playing third level. Okay. So right. I, I I can't go into guns blazing. Okay. Okay. So may, <laughs> so maybe I, that's I, the explanation there. Maybe that's you know because i'm thinking people's play style and one of the big uh draws to this game is that that you pick a class and you can spec into these classes and really you know role play your character the way that you want so you know i would find it completely irrelevant if you know i'm building and specking a guy to be some sort of a tech hack or something hacker or something and then after doing all of that, I'm just like, well, I still got to go in guns blazing. Like that would defeat the purpose, um, right? You know, yeah, and the replayability of it. To not to mention, so yeah, um, you know, the the uh, I want to I want to call it the it's almost like the character tree in which mm-hmm. you know you decide the path. You could do physical uh, intelligence. Uh, what is it? Uh, intelligence, uh, uh, you know, physical, uh, smart, you know, like it, it just has like these five branches of of character that you could build them out to. And you could allocate your points as you're receiving them to each branch. Right. And mm-hmm. then with each within each branch, there's, um, you know, more branches in which you could really specialize and get um, what you call it, like uh, attributes to enhance that particular branch right so intelligence leads to you know hacking and hacking you know you you could have more time to hack stuff you could you know get more credits for your hack and more experience for your hacks so and you know there's so many different little branches and this is the part that i was enjoying about the character that um you know i could fill it out to what i want now how do you apply that when you're you know, when you're going to go into a situation, you know, if it's going to be an alley fight, that's what it is. It's going to be an alley fight. You're going to pull out your shotgun or whatever grenade you have, and you're going to get dirty. You're not going to use no hacking tool or, you know, try to right. outwit the, the NPC because the NPC is all he's, he's not. He's just going to come after you guns blazing. So maybe that's what they're referring to. You know, these these alley fights mm-hmm. and, and there's plenty to choose from versus the storyline in which um, I haven't run into anything in which you kind of have to sneak around. Mm. Well, I, I I definitely want to continue this conversation, especially with um, the patches still coming in like rather frequent. Um, and I know CDPR is going to continue working on this game. 
you playing on the PC side, and I know we can talk about this all evening, but we're almost like <laughs> we're over 45 minutes already in, oh, and uh, yeah. it's been well, we what we're talking cool. about. I want to talk about predictions, but I do want to make this comment to be clear that you are experiencing this on PC, and yeah. my comment to that is you can definitely tell that this game and the attention that CDPR put into this game was primarily to the PC. And because for consoles, it's been, especially for the OG consoles, and, and I'm talking about PS4 and, um, and what you might call it, Xbox, original Xbox, have been disastrous. Now, should it be like that? I don't think so, because again, this game been, has been in development for seven years six years seven years um six or seven. well on on that note honestly the game wasn't ready and everybody knew even cd said it wasn't ready so right. give it a break everybody just just yeah. give these guys a break. Uh, uh, my, my, uh, excuse me jay i just i guess my oh. parting words if i can yeah no go for it Okay. I'm kind of lagging out here, so I get a delete. Um, I, I guess my parting words is: Look, I, I'm a I'm a little bit patient when a game that I, I want to play. Uh, I think I demonstrated that with Flight Simulator. Mm -hmm. I was very frustrated because I, you know, I could not get this game to fly right. I we we had a whole podcast on on me re revamping my machine right. just to play this <laughs> game. Uh, so you know, I, I'm patient, but. To be honest with you, I've been playing the game. I've been enjoying the game. Um, I've, you know, regard besides the NPCs, there's really no downside that I've, I've like said, oh, I don't want to play this game. Like I haven't said to myself, you know what, this game needs to be marinated for a little bit. Let it sit. I'll come back to it. I have not felt that. I, if anything, I've been wanting to play it more. Mm. So I mean, right. and that's awesome. You know, um, I, again, I left Witcher to go play this. Right. Oh, nice. And, and you know what I'm going to add to that is that when you're a gamer and you are really looking forward to playing a game, you can look at a game and if the game captures you and it and there's enough there that you're willing to overlook certain things and you're still enjoying the game, then go for it. Right. Like, you know. We usually uh, get caught in the uh, in the echo chamber here of, of social media and everybody's saying, yo, the game is trash. Return it. Get your refund, this and that and the other. And hey, more power to you if you do that. But, um, you know, there's over 13 million copies that were uh, purchased. I think when the game launched over that, you know, the, the first couple of days or something. And there was more than that on pre-orders. Unfortunately, on console, like Jay said, it was half-baked. It didn't get the attention that it needed to get in order to be a successful launch so that people could have a good experience with it. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. And so I know that right now CD Projekt Red has actually said, hey, we're working on patches. We're working on fixing it. We're going to gain or regain the trust of the people. And personally, if I had the game right now for console, I would just hold on to it. You know, I would hold on to it, wait for the patches and experience the game 
or maybe not. Maybe just let it sit, go play something in the backlog and come back to it in a month or two. No. I mean, that that would be me. Yeah. I, I can agree to that. Yeah, I'm I, definitely going to play. I'm definitely going to play the game, but I'm personally waiting for when CD Projekt Red says the Xbox Series X patch is out because I want to see the ray tracing. I want to see the fidelity. I want everything for the purpose that I have my new system. Um, and if I had a PS5, the same thing. I don't want to play the Xbox One X version. No matter how good it may look or feel or be, that's just the way that I want to experience it. So if I got to wait six more months, so be it. That's that's just me. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yep. Sound yep, like yep. a plan. Jay, you going to play <laughs> so the game when it comes sure. out? Uh, <laughs> you going to play so it what? anytime soon? You going to play the game or you're not interested in uh... what, Cyberpunk? Yeah, Cyberpunk. Um, I'm, I'm going to do what I normally do is cyberpunk. It, it just needs time to marinate and I'm not in any rush to play it right now because there are other things I got to play. I got a backlog to play. True. So cyberpunk, wait, it, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a lean on Hino over the coming months to give us updates on how cyberpunks improve and we'll take it from there. Yeah. And listen to us, people. If you're tuning in and you're hearing us for the first time, we're your average gamers. We're not the, uh, you know, the people on the cutting edge that have to, you know, go along with the echo chamber and point out every last negative thing. Like this is real world, real gaming experience from the average guy playing the game on a decent or more than decent uh, computer. But um, it's having a great time and a great experience. And so. Yeah. You know, for whatever it's worth, you know, play your game and and, and shut out the noise is what I say. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. that's what I was worried about. I was worried about glitches, glitches, glitches. glitches. You know what? I'm playing the game. I'm having a great time. I, you know, just avoiding NPCs. That's all. To, yeah. to, to top this all off, guys, 100%. It's your time. It's your money. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your damn game. Here. <laughs> I agree. Can, can I said it better myself? <laughs> all right so this is the moment i think that we've been all waiting for i want to hear some some juicy predictions so you know everybody get that uh that little crystal balls out your uh whatever it is that you use to look into the future of gaming here or whatever you think might be relatable to 2021 you don't have to keep it specific to gaming um i will start off by saying this or maybe posing this to kind of like uh grease the gears here a little bit to get us in the in the mood but in uh 2020 um and this is game related one of the or if not the best series on netflix that i saw that had to do with uh with gaming i got to experience that at uh my visit to jay and what uh, was that documentary that we saw, Jay? You know what uh, I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, hold on. Let high me, score. Let me, let me. High score. High score. High score. Now, if you guys haven't checked out High Score, it is great. Um, see it. If you're a gamer, you it's a must-see. It's on Netflix. Look it up. High score. 
But for me, that was the best documentary that I saw. And I just wanted you guys, before we go into actual gaming predictions, what was the the best series or best documentary or show that you saw um, in 2020 that is a must-see, in your best, opinion? The best series or document? Does it have to revolve around gaming? No, it doesn't have to revolve around gaming. It's just until we get into the gaming next. Uh. I mean, if you really, you said document. I'm Henio. Take this one. I got to think about that for a minute. He's, he's thinking now. He's like, oh, man, he, he sounded like he was going to answer, and then he just like fumbled it over to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I, a hot right there. You got to take. That. I'm trying to. I I want to say that I I saw some high score, but I, I don't recall it too well. Um, man, I'm trying to oh. think of the one that I saw. Oh, you know I, what? I can't I mean, we were all in lockdown. We we saw more TV than than not this year. So, <laughs> well, that was Netflix, Hulu, whatever it was. I mean, you was watching something. Well, you know what? Um, not to cut you off in here, but I'm gonna go with high score as well, only because, and I'm gonna say this from my own mouth: if you guys truly want to know the history of gaming. Like where gaming comes from, where the roots come from. If you just want to know the background of it, please watch it because it'll be the best thing and the best knowledge you can get from gaming you'll ever see. I agree. It is it is definitely a tour of force to to give you the history of where it all started. Um, this is really good. And we just I mean, how many episodes was it? It was just one it was one season so. and it was eight episodes and I think each episode was like what 45 minutes long. Yeah, it's, it's that, a good watch. It's good. It's definitely a good watch. We yeah, have you, you Nate in the house and we have Kyle in the house. What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, how, how you doing, gentlemen? Yep. They're watching um our uh our Rainbow Six gameplay from uh, a couple of evenings ago. And Nate is talking about, uh, oh, no, Kyle is, is the one saying, just a word to the wise, you want Jay running point. It is safer than him <laughs> following you. <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah, wow. we know. We know that's true. Wow. Well, I, no, we, we talking about documentaries, and now we got to talk about me shooting uh, people in the back of the You know, I had to read the comments. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of laughs playing this Rainbow Six uh and yeah, it was oh, Jay put one in my oh, head, and and then Nate on a uh, rescue no, the hostage. No, so both of those brothers, no, I don't know. Keep them in front of you. You walked in, you walked in front of my sure, gun and sure, happened to catch that bullet. Sure. I can't help okay. But yeah, but let's not get out of focus here. Think about a TV show, a movie, something that maybe stood out this year that you guys uh, might want to share well, here. Well, it's on Henio now. I mean, I'm too high score right now. Okay, I'm I'm terrible with titles, but I I you know I think I saw one, uh, you know, just uh, regarding um the person that actually created. Oh man, I I'm terrible with this stuff. Um, he was like the he was like the true inventor of a of a game console, mm -hmm. and he really didn't get credit for you know well he didn't he gain the popularity. You watched High Score. He was High the, Score, right? That was one of the episodes, right? Yeah, he was the guy they invented the actual cartridge-based machine. 
Right. And somebody wow. took it from him. And then that's how Atari blew up with cartridges and then it just went everywhere. Right. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was definitely that, one that, of the episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I haven't seen too many of these documentaries. Um, but you know, again, I'm a, I, I play games. So no, no, I that's cool. That's cool. I just want to throw that one out there because again, I know a lot of us were uh again shut in and, and got to see more uh more series and stuff like that i seen a lot of anime this year and uh stuff that i was never exposed to and never thought i'd be interested in and you know i'm, I'm kind of glad i'm kind of glad that i saw these shows so who wants to start off with the 2021 predictions let's talk about let's talk about pc let's start off with pc and some pc predictions we have new graphic cards that just came out from amd uh it's competitors do you think annual that intel is going to come out with anything that's gonna ooh and ah us in 2021 whether that be a cpu or anything of that sort the, there's always there's always a roadmap for new hardware so there there is you know for me to say no they're not gonna come out with anything new it's damn foolish um, you know, the money tree needs to keep spitting out money. Um, so there is something in their roadmap. What exactly it's going to be? I just don't have the insight in it. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think it's going to end with the, with the recent hardwares that we've we received. Um, I think we're going to start looking closer at at storage. You're going to mm. start seeing storage getting faster. Um, to to meet you know some of these um these high demand games and. Um, the amount of space that you're gonna be able to to like you know to 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 buy with this uh, new technology. So I think storage, you know, Intel will probably dip into the storage speed stuff, um, and then Nvidia the same. They're gonna they're gonna dig in there and try to you know get the most out of their memory or storage that they can to to help you know the the GPU compute. Cool, cool. I agree with you with the with the storage is a big thing and hopefully someone figures out something much more quicker um do you think that the cloud is gonna play a part in how we uh store our games and access our games especially pc and console because even these these current gen consoles the storage is limited i think you asked me the other day um if i found myself running out of space and i told you yeah i got my internal drive is like almost 80 percent full um you know and i got my regular rotation of games that i play in there but each game is is hefty when it comes to storage space um and to upgrade on a console on my xbox series x it's like $210 if I was to get an uh, an external uh you know memory which I don't plan on doing. <laughs> you know, oh, I'd rather yeah. keep erasing and moving games around but do you think the cloud will be something that will be utilized more uh moving <clears throat> forward with storage? Um it's it's hard because you, you depending on bandwidth Right, so I think storage is is a dime a dozen. They'll they'll give you the storage, um. But you know the thing is, it's that bandwidth. Are you gonna have that bandwidth? And I think you know providers are now opening it up more. Um, they're making it more accessible to you to just not 
you know, have a, a 100 megabyte line. Now you could have 200, 300, 500 megabyte line, and they are now offering one gig lines. Um, but, you know, you have to have the infrastructure in place. I think once you start, you know, getting closer to that, that's when, you know, cloud storage and cloud gaming will become more relevant and more, you know, of an option. But right now, not, not, not for next year. I don't, I don't see it as being, you know, a big factor mm-hmm. uh, in the gaming. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously we, we synchronize our games to it. Um, and there will be some space for saving games up there, but to rely solely on it, um, you know, as a gaming platform, mm, a lot has to do with your bandwidth, you know, how fast you connect to the internet. Right, right. That makes that makes perfect sense. So as far as uh, storage and we could see some some more innovative things here in 2021, not really any specifics that we're giving here. I don't think none of us are experts, but... You specifically said with NVMEs and uh, maybe the, the fast. yeah, just just becoming faster. Um, I hope that the and prices bigger. keep and coming bigger. down <laughs> and bigger. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm starting to see two terabyte NVME drives as low as two hundred bucks. That's yeah. awesome, and that that is awesome. Because I remember uh, just when they first dropped, it was like five hundred gigabytes was that price. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so yeah, so that's coming down. Jay, anything you want to say on this? I know PC is not your thing, but throw your hat okay. in the ring with with something, okay. whether it be PC or Switch or whatever console. Okay. Well, first off, when y'all was talking PC, I was in Charlie Brown corner. All yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. I mean, we still got to so- get you upgraded because, man, brother, you're 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 like you're running on a potato right now, so. Yeah, no, 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 brother. You doing me a favor by saying the potato. This thing is a brick at this point. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need to help you out with that. But, but um, you know, I don't know much about PC, but I want to ask you guys something. So, what company, PC or console, do you think is going to put up something that everybody's not going to complain or? It's just what what company's going to bring us the next big game that we're all going to be like, wow. The next big game? Yeah, 2021. 2021's number one big game. What is it? What is it going to be? Yeah, I don't think it's going to belong to anyone specific unless, I mean, cross platforms here and people getting a taste of it. I don't know if it's gonna, just going to be on one platform or. You know. I, I'll, I'll prove you wrong on that. Okay, you, gonna, I mean, it sounds like you have your own uh, opinion on this. What do you think? You said crossplay and all that. Nah, I don't think that's going to matter. Game of the year next year, the game that's going to wild everybody. Santa Monica is going to break down with God of War on PlayStation 5, and it's going to blow everything out of the water. So you think God of War yep. is coming next year? Yep, I have a feeling it's going to be holiday 2021. Holiday, okay, you heard it here. Bookmark it. God of War, holiday 2021. So November, December of next year. Now, the only reason I don't see that happening, and I'll say it now, is if they go, hey, the game's been delayed, we're going to push it back. If they do that, I'm more than happy for it. Okay, no, but you you can't go, you can't talk both sides of the coin. Either it's coming 
or it's not. Because <laughs> well, <laughs> you just kind of canceled well, it out, brother. You can't have both well, ways. Well, by Santa Monica's admission, they have it listed 2021. They got it listed not- 2021. Hmm. So you can go. You can go through. Uh, I pulled up IGN right now, and IGN. Hold on, let me find it. And IGN quotes games in 2021. God of War. Okay, so do you think? Let me ask this: Do you think then that God of War um, mm-hmm. is going to be? No, let me let me let me back up. Do you think that the next God of War is going to take advantage of the PS5 and the tech there? Yeah, uh, Santa Monica, since the PlayStation Two. When they did the original God of War, they have always never failed to push the power of the system to the absolute limit. And I think it's going to be no different. for the So you think box. as early as next year, and I'm giving you an opportunity here to maybe change your mind. You know, I'm playing the advocate here. 2021, the systems, these systems just dropped. Okay. And uh-huh. you're telling me that you think Santa Monica, first party game studio for PlayStation, has had enough time to to learn the architecture of the PS5 to develop God of War and take full advantage of the tech there. That's what you're telling me. Yes, I'm going to say that only because... And this is going to make sense only mostly to me. We don't know when Santa Monica got their hands on the development kit for the PlayStation Five in general. Okay, that was fair enough. Fair enough. So they could have, they could have had it for five or six years, and we didn't know all about it. So fair yes, enough. I'm going to put I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to say yes. Fair enough. So so here we have Jay's game of the year for 2021. It's going to be God of War. That's what he says. Henyo, do you have anything to throw into that ring? I, I, I don't, I'm not going to shout out any particular game or, t- you know, uh, you know, developer. Um, it's just, it definitely be, you know, lots of games coming out this year because uh, the focus isn't so much on the hardware. Everyone now knows the hardware that, that, you know, is the standard. Um, so now you're going to see developers just start pumping out games with the hardware that they have. And, you know, they've had it since last year, probably. And, you know, I think if there was an E3 this year, it'd, it'd probably be a fun one. Um, just, you know, just develop, just keep pumping out games at this point, you know, not worry about what's going to be next gen. You know, there, there's no, in, in other words, just put your foot down to the throttle and, and just start pumping out games. And whether you got a hit or a miss, um, you know, I think it's okay. You know, d- you know, digital uh, deliveries is super easy now that, you know, you- you're not investing too much on, uh, you know, on a natural disc and-, and marketing and stuff like that. So, you know, just an outpouring a game on these systems that, uh, you know, you're going to see remakes and you're going to see, you know, hopefully a lot more indie games with, with a lot richer storylines and, and you know, easygoing gameplay. It's what people want. They just want to sit down and play a game. You know, well, enough with this, you know, Call of Duty stuff and you know uh, it, see uh, I have to disagree with you on that, Henio. The entitlement is too high for people not to not want to complain. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm just being, I'm being honest about it. People are going to complain just for the sake of complaining. This right. is what we're seeing now. So would any of you guys, without barking up that tree, would any of you guys predict that E3 will come back in 2021? Uh, no. In what context? <laughs> I'm talking about live, E3. We're going back. People are going to gather at E3. It's going to come no. back in full force. Anybody no. want to predict that it's going to come back or we're going to see the same thing as 2021? I mean, it's 2020. I said, I, it, go ahead, Inyo. I said it in my last podcast. Ain't nothing happening till till after summer of, of 2021. And okay. even then, it's going to be with, with much caution. Mm. So E3, uh, uh, it'll, there'll be an E3. It'll just it'll be almost how the, the awards were presented the other day mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, the the days of, of of rubbing up against each other in a crowd. Will we ever? Will we ever go back to a traditional E three type format, or do you think companies have have revalued, reassessed the way they're gonna approach these shows moving forward? What do you predict um, on I that? I think it's gonna be a reevaluation. I definitely think, depending on the country. Since we got a lot of different big gaming shows in different countries, I definitely think that the Tokyo Game Show will be something live. But as far as anything E3 here, because E3 takes place in California, and California is a huge epicenter right now, I'm going to hint you on that, an absolute no. But maybe Japan or France or somewhere like that where, it, where it, things aren't as bad. Yeah, it, you know, it's not going to happen this year. Unfortunately, it's not. But yeah. but they they will be ready. They will be ready, you know, for the, you know, for 2022. I think they need it to happen because it cur it, it it so much hype happens when when these events happen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're there, you're you're either podcasting from there, you're you're streaming from there, you you know, you're creating a hype just being there. Right. You know, whether the games are good or, or, or bad, you know, th that environment of just hypeness, it needs to happen. The industry needs that hypeness. It needs large, bigger-than-life posters of characters that, that people can relate to. Um, so, yeah, they'll get back to it. It's just right now it's, 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 not, it's just not going to happen. Uh, you know, not till people are, are very well vaccinated and, and, you know, put this behind us and, and keep moving forward. Um, but... Well, do you see but don't you think the whole larger in life character thing has kind of been overdone to where people no. just really don't care anymore? No, people 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 want to see that stuff and it makes it makes great content for their for their Touché. self, for their you know, influencing self. Um Touché. and it, it's a great experience. I've gone to Comic Con. I, I really enjoy Comic Con, whether I'm wearing a costume or I'm just walking around, you know, mm -hmm. shopping. It's a great experience. Who wouldn't want to be there? You know, and I think that that needs to happen. That needs to be part of it. Yeah, when you when you said that, I thought about uh, cosplay and how many yeah. people cosplay at, at Comic-Con and at these shows, um, you know, highlighting the characters of these games that they love to play um, or even animes that they love to watch. So, so definitely, yeah. 
I agree with you on on that one. That is gonna come back and it's gonna come back in full force. Um, okay. Would anybody agree with me that Nintendo is going to make an announcement sometime in 2021 that they will be releasing another console or or iterate on the console that they already have? Uh, yes and no. His <laughs> brother wants it like both sides. Like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Explain. Well, um, I'm going to say the reason I'm saying no is because we got the Switch Lite. And, you know, I know there's been word out there that they want to do a more powerful Switch unit. But the Switch is still making a whole lot of money. So why would they change that? That kind of, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. You know, and then at the same time, the Switch is still releasing some huge titles. You know, Monster Hunter Rise, Bravely Default 2. I mean, you know, it's kind of it would be kind of silly at this point in time with them making so much money just off the Switch alone to just be like, all right, well, you know, we're going to go ahead and drop this new system. Now, I think it's going to be another year. Okay. And when they do, what do you think they're going to drop? Are you think they're going to drop an actual console that's going to bring us or bring Nintendo into the 4K era? Or are they just going to do their own thing like they always do? They're going to do their own thing because it's Nintendo. And Nintendo as Nintendo hasn't proved anybody otherwise. Nintendo going to do what Nintendo going to do. And that's make money and not care what anybody else has to say about it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. They just uh, made that announcement about that uh, theme park, right? That Mario theme. Uh, I forget where it is right now exactly. Um, but it's like a Mario World theme park now, and they're cashing in. So it's not just uh, the video games that they're putting out there. Um, so, you know, the, Nintendo's always been in a position, whether people realize it or not, Nintendo has always made money. Like, People need to realize how much money Nintendo actually has. If anybody says in your lifetime Nintendo's going broke, you need to be punched in the mouth. Yeah, they I mean, got money. They, like we understand that Nintendo is not just a video game company. They're 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 diversified in so many ways. You know, they're a toy company. Um, now they got this this theme park set up, um, which is like there's even stuff in there that kind of blends over to video gaming as well. So I, I mean, it's just like they're innovative. That's what I've always liked about Nintendo. They're always uh, looking for ways to do their own thing and to introduce new things. Sometimes it's a hit. Sometimes it's a miss. But uh, like you said, Nintendo is Nintendo. So how about this? Let me throw this rumor out at you guys and you tell me if you think it's going to happen as a prediction. So the last that I heard, we understood that game, uh, game pass, Xbox game pass, uh, got EA play on their, uh, on the subscription, right? So now you can play EA titles, EA play on game pass as part of game pass. And we also have what else on Game Pass? Um, we're gonna have Bethesda, all first party. Now they're first party for Microsoft, so that 
library there keeps growing. The rumor is that the next company that is going to join or be acquired for Game Pass is Ubisoft. Do you think that's going to happen? Mm. I'm going to I'm going to do a no. <laughs> You're saying I, no. I, okay. I, I think Ubi I don't, I I just don't see it. I I don't feel it. I think Ubisoft is going to try to keep what they have and not not share the wealth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Any any reason in particular why? I just don't see them giving up their titles like that. You know, maybe, I mean, if EA, a big company like EA was able to do it, maybe Ubisoft, but I just don't see that crossover. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because just, that's I, why I, I reminded mom. you guys that EA, I mean, who who thought that EA would make some sort of deal to be on Game Pass? Yeah. Like, honestly. <laughs> With EA, the thing with EA Pass was their library wasn't big enough. They only had a handful. Besides their sports, there weren't too many games that they could bank on that was like, okay. Um, So, you know, if you take away the sports out of that, out of EA's library, there's not too much in there that hasn't been played already. Mm. So I don't think it was, you know, it was like a a no-lose situation for EA to jump in with Xbox Pass. But with Ubisoft, I think their titles big. You know, they have enough titles in there to kind of hold their own for a little bit longer. Okay, okay. What about you, Jay? You think that that could happen? Um. Well, Ubisoft has a lot of money themselves, but in retrospect, Ubisoft has lost a lot of money and had a lot of downside in the games they released. You know, from Division Two to Breakpoint. And Breakpoint really hurt them. So I would definitely say it's probably a 40% chance, depending on what Microsoft wants them to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just kind of the way I see it because EA EA needed the help. And Microsoft was like, yo, we will give you that, we'll give you that help in hand. And you know, this, you know, the deal worked out better for EA. Since, you know, hey, you know, like uh, Hino said, EA really didn't have a, you know, they didn't have anything lined up and it was worthless to really do it because it was just dumb. But on Game Pass, hey, we'll, 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 we'll join in. But Ubi, I don't really think Ubisoft needs to do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's like I said, it's a rumor about Ubisoft being the next one on Game Pass. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to say it is going to happen. I think that it will become a reality. Maybe not all of Ubisoft's library will be on there. Kind of like what we're seeing with uh, EA games. Like not everything that EA uh, has, has made is on Game Pass. If you've noticed that so, but I think that as more and more of these publishers see the success of game pass, um, and they see how older titles get, you know, kind of like a fresh breath of air and more people are exposed to the games. Um, 
And then once the titles become available there, more eyes on it, more hands on it will boost up sales that Ubisoft coming will be a really big deal. And I think that others will follow suit eventually. I think I think the long play for Microsoft is them understanding that if they can get as many games and publishers under like one subscription, it's kind of like I think about Netflix. I wish Netflix would, if I had to pick one, I would just say Netflix. If Netflix can just get Hulu and Crunchyroll and Funimation and all these other like, you know, services under one umbrella, they don't have to stop being who they are, but let's get it all under one monster subscription. That would be ideal for the consumer instead of having well, like 12 different subscriptions. Well, Sony actually is working on that. They required Crunchyroll. They required everything like anime wise. It's all Sony now. Well, Sony doesn't have Crunchyroll. Funimation got Crunchyroll. No, 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 no. Sony has acquired Crunchyroll. Okay, like last I a- heard, Funimation got Crunchyroll. And, and, Funim- and Funimation is under the Sony brand now. Okay, so, if, if if that's so, then you're good. <laughs> yeah. So, you're I good. mean, if it's the anime aspect, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I plead, you know, I, I put up on the stand that Sony is going to dominate anime, whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, don't watch. I don't think that that's a surprise because Sony, Sony has always appealed more to uh, Japan and the Japanese market, whereas Xbox and Microsoft has been more uh, stateside here, the United States. So to me, that's I don't think I think that's a no brainer, um, and and I'm not surprised that that's happening. But but yeah, I think my prediction. That's gonna happen in 2021. Uh, that that's that Ubisoft will be the if not the next, but they'll come on Game Pass. We're gonna see Ubisoft titles on Game Pass as well. So who knows? Maybe uh, there'll be a couple of surprises. Who knows? That'd be I, nice. I agree. Well, you know what's the best thing? We'll, we'll come out on top. We'll, we'll we'll get to enjoy it because. Oh, yeah. We're ultimate pass holders. Yeah, most yeah. definitely, most definitely. Oh man, you know what? I had I have a fourteen day pass. Mm. Ultimate, uh, what is it? I'm willing to give it away if it's not too late, or if you want to save it for the next one. Oh, maybe we could just let's let's announce that for the next one, so like that people tune in. Right. I'll put it on the uh, on the Discord and whatnot, and have people uh, tune in. For Do that, it. for a chance to get 14 days of Game Pass Ultimate, and the reality is, guys, if you don't have Game Pass Ultimate, I don't know what you're thinking because mm-hmm. that is the best deal out there, hands down, hands down. Absolutely. Yep. Most definitely. It is. I'm always looking to see what I can play next on that. Yeah, thing. definitely. I've I've downloaded a where's this this game that I'm playing. Um, I, I started playing it and put a couple of hours into it, uh, until the end and yeah, I should check it out. It's, it's kind of technical. It's the art is simple. The gameplay is straightforward, but it is a bit technical. And, um, 
and I enjoyed it, but it wouldn't be a game that would have caught my attention if it were not on Game Pass because I would not have said, oh, I'm going to purchase this game for X amount of dollars just to test it out. But being on Game Pass, it just made it that much more appealing to uh, to jump into it. I'm glad I did. So I think it's a pretty cool game. Unto the end, uh, if you guys mm -hmm. want to check that out. So another prediction. Let's get some more predictions out here. I'm going to go back to this game of the year. I don't think it's going to be God of War. I don't yeah, think God of War prediction? is coming out in 2021. What? What's your prediction? I think the game of the year is going to be Cyberpunk. Hmm. I, I think it's going to be Cyberpunk 2077 um, because they're going to patch it up, clean it up, and this current conversation that we're having about the game being trash and a mess and this, that, it's all going to go away. So I really believe that Cyberpunk is going, and this is the reason why, because CD Projekt Red has proven with The Witcher 3 that they can do it. They got a track record there. And once they start releasing the free DLC content, people are just going to eat it all up. They're going to be ready for more cyberpunk. And that's what um, CD Projekt Red is going to give them. Not to mention that they have not said anything, and I don't think they'll say anything for quite some time. But this game is supposed to also have a multiplayer component, um, which I don't think we'll see for any time, you know, anytime uh, soon. But the game is in its infancy. And again, I think all this bad press and all of this, not saying that they didn't deserve it, but it's all going to be forgotten. Someone else is going to put out some trash or do something else um, that they shouldn't. And CD Projekt Red is just going to put their head down and they're going to turn this game around. You know so. what? I hope they do because... I'm just tired of hearing about all the bad press right now. The game deserves better than what it's getting at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's it's getting what it deserves at the moment, <laughs> you know, which is like a two-edged sword. It's amazing on PC and it's trash on consoles. I mean, that's what the story is out there. But like I said, I think they're going to be game of the year, especially if they get this patch for the Xbox Series S and X and for the PlayStation 5, yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of people are going to be like, oh, snap, this is why I bought my console system. Because remember, there's people playing on console that are not ever going to play this game on a PC, no matter how great it looks. They're console players. And they're going to experience... True rate tracing, locked frames. Um, they're gonna experience this game as a true next gen game, and they're gonna be blown away. So yeah, I would say it'll get game of the year if they can get the content in the game to where it needs to be on time. Yeah, they will. They will. That's that's my prediction. Game of the year, Cyberpunk 2077 for 2021. <clears throat> and I can't, yeah. and I can't, and I can't really, I can argue it, but it'd be no point because it just what you said makes a lot of sense. Yep. You know, and I'm, I'm, even though I'm with God of War, I, I also want to throw a little bit of, you know, a couple of pennies in that bag as well. All right. So let me ask you guys this: 
do any of you foresee that we will get Halo Infinite complete by the end of 2021? No. No. Jay with a quick no. <laughs> he said no. No. No? Why not? Um, Your Honor and people of the jury, I lay upon evidence rack number one, which is the game has a new director. And when a game starts off, when, a, when one director leaves and another one takes over, the game's already going to be headed to a new direction. So you're automatically looking at delays and pushback. So mm. people expect delays and pushbacks. 2021, I would say no. Early 2022, absolutely. Okay. So no Halo Infinite 2021. It was already supposed to have been uh, released this month, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. It's release date was, and it's already been put back. And it's and it was pushed back till next year. Yeah. Actually, they've announced and posted that it will be here November 2021. No. You know, uh, Cyberpunk announced it too, and look what happened. So fall 2021. Uh, that's really late in the year. Mm. Yeah, to be a game. It's 2022. You think it's coming 2022? Okay, I'll put my head under the guillotine for that one. (laughs) Ooh, okay. I will go under the guillotine for it. Okay, Mm. brother, serious about that. So 2022. Hmm. You know, I would have agreed with you, Jay, if I didn't know that. And what you said makes perfect sense that they got the new leadership in there. But I've also heard, and I think it's pretty common news that this new leadership has also stated that he's played the full campaign twice. And that right now what they're doing is polishing the game. Well, you know what? I can honestly say that anybody that's working at that company could come out and say anything just to shut us up. Okay. Because if they came out and they're polishing the campaign, why is the game pushed all the way back for another basically full year? That makes hey. no sense. I mean, we saw the the mess that it looked. I mean, the textures, it looked like a 360 game. Exactly. <laughs> when, when they launched that little uh, trailer and whatnot. But um, yeah. I don't know Not none about make- game development, how long it takes to polish a game, but. And, and that's why I'm saying, you know, you're talking about, and Lord knows if they don't know, honestly, if they're going to stick with this whole open world thing or if it's going to be a straight, you know, campaign and then build on multiplayer. Like they really haven't given us true details. It's just Halo Infinite coming soon. Mm. That's all you get. And then, you know, you can read news on, hey, you know, this person said this. My retort would be, can you show me evidence? Okay. I don't want to hear Fair what enough. you have to say. Show me, show me where you played the game because I remember when they were like, yo, man, this person played Anthem. Anthem is great. And Anthem got shot running out the door. So, That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, so at the end of the day, cool. I'm cool with developers saying anything they want to. That's fine. They're allowed to do that. But I'm done with the days of a developer saying something then they turn around and it'd be something else. I'm done with that. Put it on paper and show me some proof and then you'll shut me up. 
Well, I I hope you're right that if Halo Infinite needs to come out in 2022 and they don't rush it for 2021, I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, is what I'm saying feasible to both of you? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think any game that needs time to cook and for it to be the polished product, not perfection, but the polished product that I'm expecting as a gamer, yeah, I, I, I don't have no, no qualms with that. What about you, Henio? I have wishes of what the game of the year award <laughs> should be. What do you? I don't know who it's gonna be. <laughs> what, what, what would yeah. if you can wish for a game, even if the game hasn't been announced? What, what would you like to see? Um. I would like to see Far Cry 6 with okay. Giancarlo uh, Esposito. I have always loved the Far Cry series. And, you know, it's it's taken a hit in the last couple of years or, you know, uh, uh, what are, selections that have come out lately. Um, but I was always into that game. And, and maybe this time around, this time revolutionary, could, they could add to the gameplay. Because um, the story's always been there and, you know, the, the quality of... of you know, creating content to it has always been there. So I, I like that game. I love Far Cry and I wish it was, it would be a game of the year one year. Um, yeah. Also flight simulator, people are going to, you know, people are really going to enjoy this, this game. Uh, when it hits the console, um, you're going to start seeing people asking for, um, you know, a flight stick on a, on a, on a, on a console. I'm pretty sure there's one out there, if not already, um, that that'll be compatible to it. Um, but, the ability to fly around and enjoy the scenery is going to be is wanted, you know, to be uh, experienced. So I would love to see a flight simulator as a game of the year and cyberpunk. I mean, cyberpunk, I, I'm enjoying it. I want to keep getting deeper into it. The storyline, the, 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 you know, if you follow the storyline and you disregard everything else, the game looks the way it should, you know, the characters that you're interacting with look perfect. You know, right. everything else that, you know, is up for question. All right, so let me throw some titles at you guys for the upcoming year, and we'll kind of expand this conversation before the end. So, 2021, we got Hitman 3. Any any takers on Hitman 3? No, I don't think it's going to be a game of the year. Um, do I think it's going to come out? Yeah, I think that game will come out. No delays. Okay, of course, uh, Henio mentioned Far Cry 6. And you got anything on Hitman, Henio? Uh, hit, you know, I've I've only played a little bit of Hitman, and from what I enjoyed, you know, from what I played, I've enjoyed it. But I don't think it's um game of the year quality type of gaming. Something like revolutionary that's like you know, oh wow, this is really awesome what I'm experiencing. I don't think it's that type of gameplay unless they really switch it up from what they've done in the past. Oh, excellent. Okay, now we got Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil. Resident yes, Evil has a cult following. I yes, think sir. it's going to be up there because of that, because it's um it's a resurgence of that series, especially with uh Resident Evil what seven that just dropped a couple yeah. years ago. Um, so I can see that game uh being in the talks 
it's all going to depend on, I really think it's all going to depend on the length of the game. Um, you know, is it going to be one of those games that's going to keep you engaged and it's not going to climax like two thirds of the game in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that was a criticism for resident evil seven, um, that it, it two thirds of the game was great. And then the last third was like, ho-hum. Um, so yeah, I can see, I can see village being something, uh, that's in the talks. Now, uh, we got the new Horizon Zero. For PlayStation? Yes. I don't think that game is going to be a game of the year contender. And I'll tell you why. Because it's it was developed for the PS4 Pro, not exclusively for the PS5. Uh, okay. Okay. Now we got Gotham Knights. I'm biased. I want to see Gotham Knights uh, do well. But I don't know. I don't know if it'll be a game of the year contender. That's how I feel with Far Cry. Okay. Exactly like how I feel for Far Cry. Now, this might make Paco happy. Dying Light 2. Dying Light 2 is going to be really interesting. I'm not a zombie person, but I really enjoyed... Uh, Dying Light 1 I never finished it I played a lot of it And the game was fun And Dying Light 2 looks like It's going to bring that back And expand on the world Like really expand on the world Um, That one I have to see Is a wait and see But uh, that game has been cooking For so long I don't even know if it's going to come out 2021 That's true Now a game that we have seen and we don't talk about much, but we gotta we gotta talk about it now. Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> you know what? I don't play those games, so I can't. <laughs> I, I played I played the last Ratchet and Clank on the PS4 Pro. I enjoyed it. It was a cute game, but that's all it was. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't, you know, the whole, the whole showcasing the uh, time warping thing on the PS5, I think that was cool because it shows off the power of the, you know, SSD, the speed and all that. But it's not, it's nothing more than that. It's a pretty game. It's a cartoon. Well, fair enough. Hino, any words? Uh, no, I've I've never played the game, so I can't really. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. I I think I may have seen the two characters. I, I gotta go back before you continue, um, Jay, and I have to agree with um with Henio about Flight Simulator possibly being on the console a contender for a uh, game of the year. Interesting. I, I could see that if if Xbox, you know, if Microsoft converts that over to uh, successfully to the console and people are introduced to that experience, I can see that game being a, a, a contender, a strong contender. This game has things to do in it. You could do things. You just don't fly around and you, you know, 
there are challenges, there are sceneries, and there are not adventures, like, you know, it doesn't have like storyline adventures, but there are landing challenges, there are touring challenges, and so forth. So, you know, you're not just going to boot up the game and fly around and not have no direction. Right. The game gives you direction. Okay. You know, and when you yeah. said a little earlier about helicopters, that caught my attention. I was like, if there's helicopters, I'd be down to like pilot a helicopter. That does sound awesome. kind of dope. I think it allows you to take uh, in the scenery more on a helicopter. So, mm-hmm. but um, they, they'll come out with it. It's just a matter of time. Well, and the, and, 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 and the scope of a helicopter also, like, I may not want to like be on a two hour flight. I may just want to like, you know, fly over a city, right. <laughs> you know, in a helicopter. It's just a I, different experience. I, I do that around New York all the time. I take off from LaGuardia. I go around New York City or go around Co-op City and come back down south and land in uh, JFK. Mm. That's right. a uh, 20 minute ride. Right. Sometimes I'll go over to Jersey. You know, depending, you know, the areas that I, you know, I, when I'm, I do that when I'm really want to test the game and new settings. Right. Very good. Now, since we're talking about vehicles, Gran Turismo 7. I wish I could get into that series, man. Yeah, same here, but again, and it might be biased, but once once I played Forza Horizon 4, <laughs> I there's no need for me to play anything else. Fair enough. As far as a car sim, I think hands down, turn 10 and uh Forza Horizon series, there's no one that can beat them. All right, let me go ahead and throw a favorite out there for me and me and you in time. Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise. Um, again, I'm completely biased on this. Monster Hunter for me would win the award for the game that keeps on giving. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. Year after year. Monster Hunter Rise. I hope it is not going to get stuck on the Nintendo Switch. I hope that they release that game. I don't care if it's six months or a year later. I hope they release it on other platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, PC. Um, Because the Monster Hunter series deserves to be on every single platform, including your toaster. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yep. All right. If it stays on the Switch, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a lot of fun. But because it's going to be strictly on the Switch, if that's the case, it's not going to be a contender. All right. Moving on. Uh, oh, go ahead. Question. Um, do sports titles make it to the Game of the Year awards? No, nah, I haven't seen one, right? They you don't know, make- you know what? Sports titles and first-person shooters don't, like, I can't even tell you if there's been a, uh, even even a, a contender for Game of the Year for those two genres. Not at all. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Yeah, because you, you mentioned that Far Cry. I'm really interested for the first time, because I'm not a Far Cry person, 
But for the first time, I am interested in this Far Cry, uh, Far Cry Six that's coming, yeah. just because of the the story, what it looks like it's going to be. And again, yeah. I don't know nothing about the gameplay, but the story looks compelling, compelling enough that I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Okay, now I'm a, I'm gonna throw a game out there that's been hinted at, and there's still little information, but we have seen something on it. Ghostwire Tokyo. Not interested. Wow. You shot that one down out the gate. Like, nope. Flat out, not my genre. Not my I don't like those like and again, my opinion, those quirky, psychedelic, you know, games that I gotta like stand on my head to figure out. Nah, I I just doesn't that's like Bioshock is a uh is a real popular series. I could never get into it. Huh. I just, I just never could. And you're cracking up. I don't know why. What's up? You said what? You can't believe I, I said that. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Shock series is legendary. Man. Yeah, no, I know it's legendary. I, I've seen, I've seen, playthroughs and i've enjoyed the playthroughs but me play it like i can never get myself to play it i don't know it's it's strange i just you oh, know yeah. i've enjoyed i've seen the playthroughs for it and i think i see what the hype is about but for me to play it no i've never been interested those are fun games to play just like the like those those type of like first person type of shooter games like Far Cry, Bioshock, I'm really enjoying it. And that's how I'm tr- hoping, you know, that Cyberpunk brings to it. Like that. That, hey. that level of fun. You wanna get in there, you wanna you know, hey. if if you if you if you if you get shot at while crossing the street, all right, let's let's get into it. <laughs> type of <laughs> Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what I want to see from Cyberpunk. Okay, and the final game of the and the final game that I'm going to say is a sleeper hit, but you know I, I recommend everybody keep their eye on it. What do you guys think of Medium? Medium. Wow, Medium was supposed to drop in December mm-hmm. this month, but it got out of the way of uh, Cyberpunk. Good move. Um, so it's supposed to drop now in January, right? Yeah, so it's 2021. The medium. Well, that's your genre. You you like that spooky stuff. Um I I, I can neither say nay or yay because the genre I'm I'm not it doesn't appeal to me. Okay, Fred, what about you, Henio? I've never heard of this game. Look it up. Yeah, look it up. It, the concept is not original, but it looks interesting what they're what they're doing I'm with it. Yeah, look, uh, check it out. Do your research. You know, it might be a take it or leave it game for you, but keep an eye on it. And uh, to, to say these words, I'm gonna go ahead and lead this off. So I started this, ladies and gentlemen. 2020 was had its ups and its downs, and. Uh, you know, leave all the disgusting crap that happened in 2020. Leave it. Leave it here. If you got to write 2020 on a piece of paper, take it out back and shoot it. 
Be mm-hmm. done. Be done with 2020. Let's start 2021 with a, a bunch of happiness and love and not a bunch of hate and complaining. You yeah, know, hey, I if agree. You love, if you love gaming, we got a lot to look forward to coming up in 2021. We've got a lot to be happy about and a lot to be excited about. So, you know, gaming developers, if any of you ever hear this, I wish you guys the best. Give us your best product. Because if you want my money and my time, you're going to give me what I want. I'm not going to be entitled to it. But if you want it, give it to me on the plate. And if it ain't worth my time, I'm going to slide it to the side and move on to the next. I have to include here the chat, Nate, as far as like the conversation we had earlier about either uh, if Nintendo would drop a new system or announce a, a iteration of their current system. He said that uh, we need another big console and that that would be something dope to see. He also says regarding sports games that they killed the story modes on them. That's why sports game story modes suck and no one wants to play them. You know, that, that, that yeah, because the sports game's on its own, unless it's going to, like, pull you in and make you feel a part of, like, the team, I guess, for lack of better words, how do you mm-hmm. really, like, present that as an actual game that's not a simulation, unless that's what you are looking for? A simulation and most people I would assume that play sports games are looking for that simulation um just to, 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 to say something Nate to you Nate if you're in here um if you have a problem with that aspect of sports games your fights with EA because EA ruined that for everybody <laughs> yeah what about that soccer game that you uh that's based on an anime or something that you you like oh. playing uh, Captain Subasa? Yeah, maybe that's something you can talk to Nate about and have him play that. That's Nate story driven, a, isn't it? It is, but it's it's a different kind of thing. It's uh it's only on PlayStation, it's not on Xbox. Okay. But uh I want that game. I think Captain Subasa is something more on my level, only because I play games like that mm-hmm. for a long time. And I and I know what I'm getting when I get something like that. Nate, okay. I would definitely recommend it if you happen to go PS5 or you run into a PS Pro. I definitely recommend Captain Subasa. But as far as any kind of NBA or hockey or anything, especially done by Electronic Arts, don't even don't even put it on your radar, brother. Just let it go. MLB, the show's coming cross-platform. MLB, I was wondering if Emily is going to uh, hit Xbox this year. That would definitely be a question. That I is wonder. a good question. I haven't heard anything on that. I can't I imagine other than wise. They made the they made the announcement in 2019, so mm-hmm. they know about it already. And I'd be surprised if it doesn't drop cross platform. Yeah, because I think if they made this year 20, uh, it would be what 2021 uh, MLB, and they actually mm-hmm. made it built for the ps5 and the xbox series s and x i think it's gonna be great yeah people will be like wow baseball is back on the xbox people lose their mind and and even better if they made it cross play oh see that would be great 
you had me you had me up there talking to talking to old Henry oh, about what I need oh, to do and everything else. What was that comedian that said, "Oh, Chris Rock, slow down." <laughs> I, hey, I I think with sports games, it just behooves them that they all be cross play. The more, the bigger the community, the better for sports games. The, the longevity. The problem, the problem with sports games is is it's it's like shooting, you know, but with you know with a with a ball. You gotta have that timing, and if you don't have that timing, if you have too much lag in your network, mm. you will be frustrated as an online game player. Right, and okay. to, that makes you know, sense. They, and I won't say I, I'm not gonna. There, there have been issues with, you know, uh, the show with you know uh, with online game playing. Um, it's well documented. Um, so to add cross platform might kind of. That's make true. that a bigger issue. That's true. Well, because well, you have Microsoft with the, like their own satellites and servers, and then you got PlayStation with their own servers, and yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and basically, if your internet sucks, well, <laughs> you suck. Yeah. Well, what I'm gonna say to that aspect is anything sports related, cross platform, whatever. I'm. I myself, and I recommend everybody else do this. Lay it down on EA Sport, EA. Lay, lay it to their feet, and go. We want crossplay. We want this because if you don't do it, you won't get it. Well, and not just and and you know what? And I'm gonna throw 2K in there as well because they're going right along the same line I, as I EA with greed and 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 screwing it up. And you know what? It's no longer just EA. Now it's you know it's EA and 2K. So right, well, EA has a bigger EA yeah. has a bigger hand in it. Yeah. So you know, since EA right now is the hand that's feeding the children, you know, hey, I got to go after the biggest hand. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I think everybody else follows suit. I got two more, and and something you didn't mention, and I've been oh. kind of reserving them. Um, do any of you think that we will see even preview actual in-engine gameplay for Anthem next in 2021? Oh, wow. You had to go there, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I'm going to say yes. Okay, so you think we'll get a snippet, actual gameplay, not a CGI trailer, actual in-engine gameplay for Anthem Next? I'm going to say, and I'm going to say this since we kind of had the conversation, I'm going to go back to if E3 is online like they did it this year, Anthem Next will be at the next game show. It will be there. Okay. Because if it's not there, EA will be shooting themselves in the foot. I think that Anthem has like promising potential. And I think there are a lot of people that were really hurt. I know I was and Tom, I know you were hurt as well because the potential for Anthem, we were excited because you guys got to remember Anthem and division two pretty much launched at the same time. And about a month uh, apart. Yeah. And we were excited and then we were let down. 
Anthem. Both. I, yeah. <laughs> I I I, I want to say that I have high hopes from Anthem next. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it now. You know, they were dashed with the first Anthem, but Anthem 2.0, Anthem Next, Anthem Remade, however you want to write it, I have high hopes for the game, and I hope that it is all that it's going to be cracked up to be. I, I hope they do this game justice. I hope they do it right. Okay. That's just my opinion. Do any of you think that Ubisoft will announce in 2021 the next in the series and you know what's coming right of the division oh man don't even don't even play with my emotions like that <laughs> don't even do me like do, that do man. you think they will do you think they're going to announce the division in another location no in 2021 no you don't think so? No. I, I think that the division has been a struggling property for Ubisoft the past few years. And they're they're barely even keeping their heads above water with the division two. That game has been a letdown. And they need to they need to sit down at the table and draw up a game that going that says if it's gonna be division three. It better be literally jaw-dropping, like, whoa, this is what Division's supposed to be. If they ain't do that, I don't even want to look at Division anymore. Well, I re- I'm going to put this out there, and the reason why I bring that up is because I remember when Division 1 was out, and I don't know if you got a email from Ubisoft because I played, I played the Alpha and then I played the beta, so I was in there like real early in the game um, and followed the game from like its inception. And I remember a survey they, they sent out, and one of the questions was uh, as to the setting of the game. Like they were basically asking, where would you like to see um, a setting for the division? And of the... Of the four, they didn't mention Washington. I didn't remember Washington in there, but I remember two other of the locales. One of them was London in England, if I'm not mistaken. And another one, which I think would make perfect sense, uh, being that the first one was New York. The second one was Washington, D.C., um, they mentioned Boston. Um, if I had to throw a city or a, a state out there, I would say something. Honestly, I'd go generic and say California because it's a huge state. And it just gives you more to work with. And sadly enough, California is in the middle of a hot spot right now. So I definitely could see that being a possibility in okay. theory. I'm just, I just see it being overseas. I, you know, it's just you know sometimes a, a really good change of scenery will help. But um, yeah, I can see it overseas. You know, nothing, maybe. nothing particularly local to America. Yeah, I, I found agree. it. I found it interesting that they put that locale there, and then we got the announcement um, eventually for uh, Watch Dogs. 
taking place in London. Mm. So, you know, when I, I thought about that and I said, oh, okay, they had that locale picked out, but it's because they had watchdogs already planned out. And and again, I'm not saying the next one is going to happen in Boston, but I remember that being a choice on there um, in that kind of that survey that they were doing. So it'd be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced Division 3 uh, or I don't know. I don't see it as an expansion. I see it as a whole other game just because of the history that Ubisoft has, not only with that series, but with all the other series. And how old is the Division 2 now? It's going to be two years, right? Two two years. Is it two years or is it more? I think it's two years. Yeah, because... and, and, and Division 1 was what? Two years, right? Three. It went on three years. Yeah. Okay, so... We played that game a solid three years. So, so it would be so it would be time for Ubisoft to make an announcement. Well, I, I would if I was Ubisoft, I would wait at least another year or two and give us the game that people deserve and the game they want to put that's out. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's not gonna I mean, happen. That's just, I'm just giving my opinion. That's a and cash cow. That's division is not gonna change that world. The locale is going to change, but the, the structure of the game is going to remain the same unless, again, they have some sort of revelatory uh, change of heart or whatever and, 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 and change the game. But I think it's going to be the same game um, coming out. Last one, I promise, because this one I've been reserving because we mentioned Anthem, we mentioned The Division, we mentioned these uh, open world games that I think each of us here has somehow, someway been exposed and somehow, someway were hooked, <laughs> addicted um, at one time or another. There's a game coming called Outriders. Have you guys heard of the game? I have. You have? How about I you, Henya? I think I saw a that name somewhere. Okay, well, I'm I'm a bit interested. I can't even tell you like that I'm like yes, super excited, but it looks very promising as far as, you know, uh what the map that they've shown so far and the actual gameplay and stuff. Take a look. Tell me what y'all think the next time we chat. But I think Outriders, if if it delivers on what has been shown up until this point, I think that it'll be probably the first game. Well, not the first game. It'll be it'll be the next game to get this open world, you know, uh, play as service or whatever they call it, game like Destiny. I think they're gonna do well. We'll see. Oh, I I, I want to say this. What is that game called? That's basically the new Left for Dead. Oh, Back for Blood. Yeah, I'm actually interested in. Yes, that. me too. From the develop, and it's the same. It's the same developers of uh, uh, Left for Dead. Yeah, uh, so I, Little I got- Rock or something is called. 
Yeah, you guys. Uh, oh, Turtle Rock. Those, Turtle Rock. Those of you who are listening, keep an eye out for that game. I think that game's going to surprise everybody next year. Yeah, I think that's coming summer of 2021. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun to play. It's in the same vein of Left 4 Dead. Uh, and if you haven't played Left 4 Dead, you've been living under a bridge. Um, go play that game. It is backwards compatible. So go play. Go play it on yeah. Xbox. Check it out. And uh, that's that's all I have here for uh, uh, for our episode. Unless you guys yeah, want to uh, add anything else to it. I do. Go for it. Uh, to the 365 subscribers that we have, I want to say thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for coming in. Tell your friends, tell your family. If people don't like what we have to say, look, y'all roast me in the comments. You know, aim your hatred, aim your, aim it at me. I love stuff like that. But thank you guys so much for subscribing and listening and coming back for more. Just leave us comments. Tell us things we can improve. You know, we 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 enjoy this stuff. We do it for free. This is for fun. Thank you guys so much for being here. We enjoy you. Yeah, that's all that uh, we can do. Just talk about this hobby that we love. And uh, it, it still surprises me that we could get on and we always got something more to talk about. I sometimes I think to myself, what else can we say that we haven't already said? But somehow, some way, we still put one together, and I enjoy the conversation as much as our previous podcast. And I look forward definitely to the next one. Henyo, take us home. <laughs> Without a doubt, yeah. Thank you all. Um, yeah, definitely. Feedback helps. Um, you know, we're just we're just gamers, and and. Uh, you know, we want you guys to engage in the conversation, you know, give us direction, tell us, you know, tell us what's, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Um, you know, and that's what the conversation is all about, you know, what, how we feel about the, the state of the game and, you know, what we have fun, you know, playing and stuff. So thank you very much. Uh, we, we hope to, you know, get get more uh, feedback from you guys. It's really important uh, to, to get that feedback and and. You know, let us have it. <laughs> it's good to you know to to hear that feedback because it it lets us know you're participating. So thank you all, and you know for the next year, you know 2021, you know I think I think we all need to you know just try something a little different. You know, cross cross a genre that you haven't tried before. Explore something different. You know, uh, you know I I know I like certain titles and I know I like certain type of gameplays, but you know I think I think with with all the hardware that we have out. You know, nowadays, you know, it's okay to try something different and something new. So, you know, for 2021, we, we should definitely try something different. Definitely, definitely. And um, I think in, in the words of Henyo and Jay, we're just looking to grow, uh, not just as a, uh, as a channel here at Drama for Gaming, but as human beings. And, and definitely, we uh, seek to grow by exposing ourselves to new things that's why we have this conversation. That's why we have the uh, diverse minds here uh, exposed to different genres and different experiences. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I've learned a lot in 2020. It hasn't all been negative. Um, I'm blessed, blessed to have good friends, good family, good people 
and I want to keep my focus on the good, not ignore the bad, not pretend it's not there, but to be thankful for the things that are right and continue to be right. And, uh, and yeah, happy new year. We will catch you in 2021. Wait, who got a dog howling in the background? Really? <laughs> who got a what? Somebody heard a dog howling in the background. That, that, that was Henyo already <laughs> celebrating. I'm surprised he didn't have like the little uh the horn and stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next year. Be good to one another, do good to one another, and as always, keep it drama free, people. Later. All right, guys.